From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 371, for the week of November 20th, 2014. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone, welcome to the show. I'm your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by our Disneyland team, Nancy Johnson, Mary Jo Mulatto Willie, Michael Bowling, and Tony Spatel. And in this week's show, Mary Jo takes a day six drive to Yosemite. And we talk about the top things that are better at Disneyland than they are at Disney World. All that plus this week's news, roundtable, rapid fire, and our Diz Sports Thread of the Week on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hey. Hey there. Hi there. Woohoo. How was everyone's week? Lovely. Good and busy. Lovely. Wow. Yes. Busy. Very nice. It's feeling like autumn up here. Yeah, it does. Finally feels like fall. We got a little bit of fog. (laughs) And rain. Central Valley. So that that makes 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 it reality that it's finally cooling down. We had a lovely, lovely Saturday at Disneyland and got to see the Very Christmas nice. fireworks and all that. Awesome. And checked out a few things and ate some yummy new treats at the Jolly Holiday, which were filled with lots and lots of sugar. Nice. And hey, do we know if there's do we know if there's peppermint ice cream again this year? I did not check. Okay, because like there was trouble with peppermint ice cream last year, so I got to go check if there's peppermint ice cream. Um, but uh. But no, I had a couple of interesting things. Weird things, too. Lord, are they? They have, they have a ginger spice eclair at the Jolly Ew. Holiday. Ew. And it actually wasn't too bad. I'm not a big fan of eclairs normally because of the shoe pastry that eclairs and, and cream puffs are made with. Shoe but pastry? It's a French style of pastry that's Why did you do that for, Mary Jo? You, she set you up so she could share her information. Didn't you see that coming? I, I saw that I really a mile want to know away. what it is, though. No, it star- It had its origin with the French Revolution. Continue, Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. She set you up. Anyway... I didn't think it was half bad, but I, I thought it was only worth about a quarter of a pastry. But, hey, I got to say that the new Big Value, remember I told you about those Mickey macarons that they had? The Mickey-shaped, you know, everybody's into those colorful French right, right, macarons. Right, the raspberry yeah. one. The ra- yes. Yeah, that had I raspberries had in the middle. One. Yeah, the rose raspberry. It's the That's the same one I'm talking about. When you had it, Michael, did you, was it just a... Single macaron layer, cream and raspberry in the middle, and the single macaron layer on the bottom? I I found it yes. too, too sweet, yes, and too large. <laughs> okay, well, what they've done is they've made it even bigger. <laughs> and they've actually made um, a sandwiched macaron on the top and bottom, and then put the cream and the raspberries in the middle. So it's an even better value for giganto, I need to split this with other people kind of treat. Mm-hmm. So, as far as that goes, it was good. But Lily tried a chocolate raspberry cupcake that was really, um, it was yummy. It was filled with, like, chocolate mousse and then a raspberry filling and then some. Um, It was really yummy, but three of us split it and five of us had bites of it. And it was way too much for all of us. So, you know that's a sweet dessert. The one that looked good was the chocolate bunt cake. There's like a cherry chocolate bunt cake for the holidays, too. So, there's all kinds of cool new stuff, so you should definitely try them. But it was hopping like crazy on Saturday night. I mean, they had every food location open, even the Harbor Galley for dinner. Wow. There was a marathon. Well, yeah, there was a marathon, but still, I mean, that was... It was hopping. Excellent. Any other housekeeping? I do. Go ahead. Well, you know how it all started with a mouse, as Walt Disney said. (laughs) And Mickey Mouse celebrated his 86th birthday this past Tuesday. Woohoo! Steamboat Willie was first released on November 18th, 1928 in New York. And just a little history. It was co-directed by Walt Disney of Irix. 
Iwerks um, served as the head animator, assisted by Johnny Cannon, Les Clark, Wilfred Jackson, and Dick Lundy. Um, this short was intended as a parody of Buster Keaton's Steamboat Bill Jr., which was released on May 12th of the same year. However, this was actually the third Mickey Mouse cartoon produced, but it was the first to find a distributor, so it is considered by the Disney Company as Mickey's debut. Also, just um, a couple of, of things that we've talked about before. Um, contrary to rumors on the interwebs earlier this year, Santa Claus has returned to greet children at Elias and Company in Disney yes. California Adventure. So you can go there and ask Santa what you want for Christmas. And the Paradise Pier Christmas decorations have been expanded to include the Toy Story Midway Mania and the mm-hmm. Little Mermaid attractions. And they even have now large light-up snowflakes um, that line the parade route lampposts this year. So there's a lot more Christmas to go around at um, Disney California Adventure. And um, happy birthday, Mickey. Excellent. And, uh, Jungle Jingle Cruise has expanded this year as well, so that's kind of good. Um, Hydro Guy from the Disboards has a blog up with his opinion about the better this year uh jingle cruise so we'll put a link to that in the show notes page yeah i read that blog um, too that was it was i really liked it so i'm looking forward mm-hmm. to going on that attraction and yep. speaking of blogs there's a lot yep. of blogs lately about disneyland so i encourage everybody to go to our blogs page our mm-hmm. blogs link to to see them because there's a lot of good information that's coming out tom um, a lot of new blogs, also lots of articles that are going up, and if you think you can write an article about Disneyland or anything in the Dis community, um, we want to hear from you. Uh, we are taking contributions from Dizzers or anyone else that would like to become a contributor to the Diz, um, and for every article that is published, we'll pay you 50 bucks. so that's kind of cool. Uh, I will put a link in the show notes that has all the details about that. Um, you can write about anything, the theme parks, DVC, the resorts, Cruise Line, Alani, Adventures by Disney, uh, Universal Orlando, probably Universal California as well, mm-hmm. uh, Disneyland, dining, touring, um, anything. So I will put a link to that in the show notes and hope to hopefully we can hear what you have to say. Uh, any other housekeeping? If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at dlpodcast at www.info.com. And, of course, as we said, our show notes page, www.disunplugged.com. A week from today, I will be flying to Florida. It is Podcast Cruise 5.0 is coming very, very soon. Hopefully, uh, we can see a lot of our listeners there. If you see us on the cruise, please stop us. Say hello. That's a definite yes. Yeah, yes. Definitely. I mean, yeah. I mean, you might have troubles because we're gonna be we're gonna be carried right on those things. Litters. Yeah, those yes. things like that the kings and stuff come on. But um, you have such no, cute don't. fantasies. Yeah. Um, okay. We'll just leave it there. Yeah. <laughs> At least the ones he's able to share. Yes. <laughs> oh, I think that's why that, he wanted to leave it there. <laughs> speaking of the cruise, not that I want to, I guess. Oh, I thought you meant speaking of the fantasies. No, no, no. No, please don't. Um, so, depending on when you're listening to this, there was a big norovirus thing on another princess cruise. My mom was on that ship. I just realized that. She calls oh, me wow. and she's like, oh, yeah. I was, but they did a good job. They, only, they held it to only 170 people. And then I go on the news and then it's all there. I was like, oh, that's kind of exciting. Like, in a weird way that I just thought I'd share. And I know Disney, Disney won't so have any about, of those. DCL will not yeah, have no, any Yeah, no, Disney is so good about keeping... Yeah, things clean and everything like that. Yep. Yep. Apparently, the ship had had it before. That's kind of concerning. I'm just, just mm-hmm. saying. Sounds like Disney. it's going to have to go in for cleaning. Okay, sorry, Tom. You'll be on the... I That's apologize. Okay. I, I talked no about, okay. you know, shirtless dudes carrying us around, and I didn't mean to go there, so... <laughs> Oh, yes, you did. Okay. <laughs> but that's All okay, because right, we love you. <laughs> In no other housekeeping, let's head over to Tony with the news. <laughs> Captain America, Thor, Black Widow, and several Avengers came out in full force at the Disneyland Resort. 
A capacity field of 12,100 registered for the inaugural Avengers Superheroes Half Marathon, which was run through the Disneyland Resort and surrounding areas. More than 12,000 runners, many in costume as their favorite Avengers superhero, trekked the 13.1 miles in and around the theme park for Run Disney's inaugural Avengers Half Marathon. They are part of the 18,400 runners who registered to participate in the superhero-themed weekend running event, which included a kids' race and a 5K on the Saturday before. The field was 62% female and includes runners from all 50 states, included runners from all 50 states, the District of Columbia, Puerto Rico, and the U.S. Virgin Islands, and 12 foreign countries. The oldest runner was 77-year-old Sherry Steinberg from Santa Monica. There were 43 14-year-olds, 22 girls, and 21 boys. 50 runners celebrated a birthday at the race. The 13.1-mile race did conclude a series of weekend events that I had just mentioned, but I'm going to continue. The Avengers Half Marathon was the first superhero collaboration conducted by Run Disney, which holds a series of races at the Disneyland Resort and Walt Disney Resort near Orlando, Florida. The course was billed by organizers as, in quotes, the most extraordinary course on Earth, and differed from Run Disney's two other Disneyland Resort races, the Tinkerbell Half Marathon and Disneyland Half Marathon. The course began on Disneyland Drive, past downtown Disney, and went through Disney California Adventure Park in Disneyland. Runners passed the Christ Cathedral in Garden Grove and the outlets at Orange Shopping Center in Orange and ran through Angel Stadium. The course also passed Disney's Paradise Pier Hotel until it concluded near the Disneyland Hotel. Sunday's signature event was won by William Prom, 29 of Irvine, woo, with a time of 1 hour, 14 minutes, and 17 seconds. Cool. Fernando Blanco of Encinitas was second with 1 hour, 15 minutes, 46 seconds. And Adam Henry of Santa Monica was third with 1 hour, 17 minutes, and 21 seconds. Alex de la Huerta, 24 of Mexico, was the first woman to cross the finish line at 1 hour, 22 minutes, 42 seconds, with Kelly Nickerson of Albuquerque, New Mexico, in second with 1 hour, 25 minutes, 54 seconds, and Lauren Reasoner of a city in Arizona, Suajarita, I think sounds right, in third with 1 hour, 26 minutes, and 3 seconds. No comments on that. Very cool. Sounds like it was a success. It sounds like it. Yes. Were there any any problems? I I didn't see anything. I I was wa- watching Twitter and there was no complaints like there have been in some of the past races. So. Yeah, it was good, good weather. Yeah, it was nice and cool. Except though it was windy. It was windy. It was interesting. I went down to San Diego because you know I go to Chargers games, anyways. Mm-hmm. And so my son and I here in Orange County, it was really windy and cold because we had the Santa Ana winds and it was red flag warning. So I know as a runner, that's got to be tough. If it's, if it, I don't know how it's, how the, the, the race, how the course went, whether the wind went towards you or, you know, behind you or whatever. And so he's in shorts and a t-shirt. I'm thinking, okay, it's going to be freezing cold. I, I did double socks. That's kind of a thing I do when I'm cold. Anyways, little information. And um, I thought it was going to be freezing cold. When I went to San Diego, no wind, nothing, 70 degrees. I always thought Santa Ana was like all of Southern California, but it wasn't. And I just never knew that. I've lived here a long time. Yeah, it was cold up here, windy. It was not windy at all down there. That's my yeah, tip. Cool. Of, that's my Southern California weather tip for today. <laughs> okay. Pay attention to your weather. <laughs> and Nancy yeah. is getting a ride at Knott's. Fancy is okay. Yeah, it is. Me. Yes, because it's related to steampunk, which is I know you're. It's Woo-hoo! one of the many things you're an expert on. So I love steampunk. Knotts has planned a new dark ride for spring 2015, which is not that far away. A new Fun. dark ride where parkourers can blast mythical sea creatures with a handheld freeze gun will open next spring at Knott's Berry Farm. That sounds bo- fun. The Buena Park-based theme park recently unveiled plans for Voyage to the Iron Reef, a four-minute ride that carries passengers through 11 underwater and above-ground scenes. The theme of the ride is to save Knottsbury Farm from an enormous steampunk-style ironclad octopus that's bent on destroying the park's most iconic rides in its quest to salvage the metal and iron. Voyage to the Iron Reef will open in the indoor space once occupied by the former Kingdom of the Dinosaurs. Before that opened in 1987, the second-floor ride above the park's Boardwalk Pier was the home of Knott's Fairy Tales, a ride-through filled with animatronic animals that first opened in 1975. The new Which ride, was designed by Disney legend and Imagineer Roly Crump. No, so is this like above where um, Johnny Rockets is? 
Mm, I think it's further. I want to say to the left. I know, but it's it's that is that th- that area like yeah 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 above the, yeah over there not that way above the like the it's not that far away yeah it's stuff. not that far away from the bumper cars yeah okay um, the new ride its cost has not been disclosed will be built by Montreal based Triotech which has built multi sensory attractions at other theme parks including Wonder Mountains Guardian at Canada's Wonderland riders in the four passenger vehicles will each have a freeze ray gun they can fire at hundreds of three dimensional objects including the octopus and ballooning pufferfish. The 2015 opening of Voyage to the Iron Reef will be the third new attraction open at the park in three years. In May 2013, the park reopened a heavily refurbished Timber Mountain Log Ride, which debuted in 1969. And in May of this year, the Calico Mine Ride, which first opened in 1960 and reopened after a six-month refurbishment. Voyage to the Iron Reef. Very cool. Yeah, what I like about it is they say that um, each interactive voyage is going to be a different experience. Yay! Yeah, so it's it depends. It's whatever you do, um, it's going to affect the ride. So that's so cool. So we're thinking it's Toy Story Midway Mania steampunk, right? That's what I'm thinking. So I don't. Yeah. Of course, it's going to be. It's of course it's going to be a different one each time because you might not shoot somebody. Like that's right. how I'm. I look I'm at kind it. of thinking Buzz Lightyear and Toy Story Mania mixed together because mm-hmm. this one you're going to have um, the laser. You can lift them up. You know so. It's not going to be okay. tied to the attraction. Uh, 600 feet of track, 11 scenes, live at, oh, media-based creatures and live-action special effects. And it's going to, the number of creatures taken is digitally displayed on board and in the undock area. And what's cool, too, is that it's your surrounded, it's going to, it's, it's all around you. It's not just going to be on a screen in front. Yeah, so you're moving through like Toy Story, it like or not like Toy Story, but like Buzz Lightyear more. I'm because so glad you can shoot behind you and yeah, yeah, this is so cool. And ag- and again, Knotts is bumping up their family attractions. Yeah, so glad I have an annual pass so I can be one of the first ones to experience this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. That's the news. Thank you, Tony. Time for rapid fire, Michael. All right. Well, for folks who might be heading into San Francisco in December for Christmas shopping or looking at the holiday decorations at Union Square or um, just visiting for the holidays, I wanted to let you know that uh, what's going on at the Walt Disney Family Museum in December, in case you want to stop by there, there are a lot of things going on in December. Um, first of all, the little open studios for younger visitors will continue throughout the month. It's still fun with fall, despite it being winter. Um, film of the month. There are actually two films of the month playing. Uh, one is The Beloved Dumbo, one of my favorites. Also, my first movie. Yeah, well, my you first can, ever Disney movie that I got well, to see. You need to go to the museum and see it again on the big screen. Um, film of the month is... A really nice one. Also, Christmas with Walt. This is a very unique one put together by the museum. It shows uh, one of the, the very first um, Disney Christmas television special, but it also has um, Walt's home movies um, from um, family family movies from Christmas time, and also from some of their family um, vacations. Um, you know, skiing things like that. It's really really nice so if you're that's also playing throughout the month so well worth a visit to the museum to see that film friday december 5th does anybody know why december 5th is important walt disney's birthday right and the museum will be celebrating that they will have a birthday celebration for walt from 10 a.m to 6 p.m and they will have free admission for everybody on Friday, December 5th. And they're going to host a number of activities throughout the day that will highlight Walt's life, work, and legacy. So that's very special. They will have spotlight talks starting that day and throughout the month on the animation process. They're also going to have a special screening every hour on the hour beginning at 11 a.m. of the Walt Disney Family Museum's fifth anniversary film, which is on the concept and construction of the museum, which people say is actually very moving and and very emotional with um, the passing of 
of Walt Disney's, you know, daughter last year. So, and actually then that film will also play um, throughout the month also. December 6th is full of all kinds of special events. There is a members only event with um, Mouseketeer Bobby Burgess as he um, talks about his time as a Mouseketeer, but also his career uh, uh, as he talks about his book, Ears and Bubbles, which talks about his early days of acting, his time as a Mouseketeer, up until his time, you know, even with being on... Um, Oh, oh my gosh, I'm trying to... Who is that wonderful... Lawrence Welk. Lawrence Welk, thank you. I, I, I totally blanked out. My mother loved the Lawrence Welk show. Every week we watch Lawrence right. Welk show in our so, house. So he will be there. He will also be... So he'll be doing a special presentation. He will also be doing a book signing in the afternoon. There also... There is somebody from the who has been building these tiny little scale models of trains and he's been doing them for the museum and also um, it's Lowell Smith and he also d has been doing box cars and it, he does a different one for um, the museum every year and he's it's these little it's a little train that he's been doing for the museum he's also done the lily bell for them mm -hmm. and so he's doing his uh, he's done also the great locomotive chase um a boxed gift set so in conjunction with all aboard a celebration of waltz trains exhibit he is going to be releasing the fifth in a series of the special little boxcar trains and he'll be there to sign them there's also going to be an open studio throughout the month miniature diorama train um on hobbies where you make the little miniature dioramas for the train that's going to run through the little art center. And there'll also be a talk, Animation Basics, Breaking Down the Magic. Um, this has been a five-part series. Um, part two will be on December 6th, which is on character. There's also going to be a special workshop, a story workshop with Pixar story artists Matthew Lunn and Valerie LaPointe. So you can... so. December 6th is a real busy day at the museum. Um, let's see some other uh, some other things on April uh, I'm sorry December 12th is animate your night 7 to 10 p.m. It's tinsel in Tomorrowland where you'll celebrate the holidays with a look into the future. There'll be space age music inter intergalactic beverages and high-tech happenings will inspire you to have a jubilant holiday and just trying to see if there's anything else that I haven't um, talked about already. Okay. And that's about it. As I said, everything else is just running through. Everything I talked about is throughout the month. Um, the museum is closed on December 30th and January 1st, and it will have limited hours. Oh, it's also closed on the 23rd and the 25th, and they will have limited hours on the 31st. So for more information on all of these activities, just uh, we will have a link to the museum's website in our show notes. Excellent. Thank you, Michael. Um, you're, you talked about Walt Disney's birthday, and that reminded me that I haven't mentioned in a while that that is the deadline for the, f the current fundraiser for the Walt Disney Birthplace Restoration. Um, they are trying to raise $40,000 $40, sorry, to restore the exterior of the home that's in the Chicago area. They are up to $26,674, which is a great total, and that will allow them to... Um, restore the some of the windows but they they need to get to the forty thousand dollars so that they can basically weatherize the house for the up, uh, coming chicago winter um i will make sure we put a link to that in the show notes page um again this week so if you want to donate or uh, pick up some of these cool uh there's t-shirts there's baseball caps, there's some artwork, or you can buy a brick, or in, you know, lots of different things that you get, you get something for your donation. So I um, just wanted to mention that since it crossed my mind. Uh, Mary Jo. My rapid fires have to do with Knott's Mary Farm. Knott's Mary Farm is going to be open um, just for the 2014 season pass holders. Tomorrow, November 21st from 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. 
And the pass holders will be able to enjoy the full park with the rides, food, and holiday decorations. So it's a preview for the Christmas season or the holiday season. And we can also see their, their seasonal shows, which include the all-new Merry Christmas Snoopy Ice Show, Snoopy's Merriest Tree Lighting, and Lucy's Wish List, etc. In addition to attending the park and seeing the shows, there's going to be a 2014 Christmas pin that's going to be um, available for purchase, limited quantities available. We get a 20% discount on the all-natural Cordelia's Original Recipe Berry Market line of preserves, which actually make really good Christmas gifts or other seasonal gifts. We get a free keepsake ornament for the first 1,500 families. Limit is one ornament per family. And food specials that will be available. Um, to attend, you must have a valid 2014 Knott's Regular Gold or Platinum Pass, which is required, and one entry per pass. And, of course, they're non-transferable. So this is happening Friday, November 21st. And then on Saturday, the Christmas Crafts Village is going to be open. And it's going to be open every day at Knott's Mary Farm from the 22nd through January 4th. And Christmas Day, all of Knott's Mary Farm is going to be closed. So the entrance to the Knott's Christmas Crafts Village is free Monday through Thursday from um, November 22nd through the 20- December 18th. And there's um, admission Friday through Sunday and every day December 19th through January 4th. So if you've never been to the Christmas Crafts Fair, I do recommend it. Uh, and we just on the weekend, you will have to pay. So you may as well go have fun at the parks while you're at it. Excellent. Thank you, Mary Jo. Um, speaking of Knott's Berry Farm, let's have three things about <laughs> Knott's Berry Farm this week. Um, we had talked a couple weeks ago about the uh, military tribute days, and I alluded to the fact that there were going to be more recognition days coming. Well, uh, as a thank you to all the men and women who assist in protecting our community, Knott's Berry Farm Theme Park offers fire and police recognition days starting this weekend, Saturday the 22nd through January 31st of 2015, Knott's will offer free park admission to all active fire and police personnel and one guest. And then, of course, you can also purchase up to six additional tickets uh, from November 22nd through the holidays on January 4th. The additional tickets are $29 each. After uh, From January 5th through the 31st, additional tickets are $24. Um, and as I've said before, if it's just you and a guest, go right to the main gate, show your ID, and you'll be let right in. If you need to purchase additional tickets, then you'd need to go to the ticket booth to get those. Uh, admission is to uh, provide to sworn officers, civil employees, and support staff from all city and county fire and law enforcement organizations plus the California Highway Patrol, County Sheriff's, District Attorney, U.S. Forest Service, uh, California Department of Forestry, uh, U.S. Marshals, uh, the ATF, the FBI, Border Patrol, INS, Homeland Security, uh, oh my gosh, um, Secret Service, FEMA, TSA, Ambulance Company EMTs, and reserve or volunteer fire and law enforcement with valid ID. So, there you go. Uh, Nancy. Okay. Um, As you know, one of the things we always look forward to at Disneyland every year is the handmade candy canes. People stand Mm -hmm. in line for ever for the to just to get a chance to purchase one because really they only do a couple batches a day and so that produces you know somewhere around 100 to you know a few more depending on how the batch comes out if they break whatever um anyway we've got the schedule for this year and they're actually being made in two places this year they're being made in disneyland at you know the candy shop on main street usa and then also in california adventure they're going to be done at trolley treats so um you can watch now one of the cool things about this is you can watch it from the street from either Main Street or Buena Vista Street, um, even if you aren't in line for them. So keep that in mind. The dates are um, next week, November 28th, 
And then starting in December, December 2nd, 5th, 9th, 12th, 16th, 19th, 21, 23, and 24 at the Candy Palace in Disneyland. And then at California Adventure, um, November 29th. And then we're going to go on alternate days, December 1st, 6th, 8th, 13th, 15th, 20th, 22nd, and 25th at Trolley Treats. Lots of candy canes. So, um, well, they're so popular, so I'm glad to hear mm-hmm. that they're going to have them. Like that. Yeah, at both, which means yeah, there's I think actually more chances. Them at both they the have a couple years. Yeah, they have. Yeah, well, it's still more chances for you to get mm-hmm. a you know because it used to only be they did them at Main Street you know a few years back they did them at Main Street and it was it wasn't even that many days of the year that they did them so they're actually increasing the amount of days they're making them it used right. to be like two days a week so there we go. Um, you know, certainly if you want to take a peek and see what this is for yourself, you can um, go on to the disc. We've got an article up in the little news section, um, and there's a link that Leah put up. And she even even linked to the blog I did on uh, when I actually watched Guy Fieri make them for his holiday special for the Food Network. So that, I want to say they run about 12 or 10 to $12.00. Each, and you're allowed to buy two. I think your maximum is two. Mm -hmm. Well, considering that, I found yesterday, and I want to throw this in real quick since I forgot to do it on rapid fire, I mean on housekeeping, I found the best and cheapest treat, if you like peppermint. Um, There is, in the homemade candy section, um, and I found them back at... um, Back at the Pooh's Candy Shop, down by Winnie the Pooh and Splash Mountain in Critter Country, there is peppermint bark. And I just about died when I looked at the price on the back. It is seven ounces of dark chocolate peppermint bark, sprinkled with peppermint on top and drizzled with a little bit of white chocolate co- uh, candy coating, Four ninety nine. Nice. Seven ounces. That's... Really huge and more peppermint bark than you can possibly eat in one sitting. Uh, you haven't seen me eat peppermint bark. I would almost pay money to see Tom eat peppermint bark. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he doesn't look like my daughter Lily when she finishes chocolate. <laughs> you don't know that. <laughs> I'm oh, getting do you have it like all And if you go on the cruise, he's going to be on one of those things up high, which I still don't know what the word is, but in my fantasy the, a here. Di- a dais. Yeah. And he's just going to be eating, you know, like a Dom DeLuise in History of the World Part 1. That's Tom. <laughs> he'll be eating the... He'll, he'll he'll be, too, then? Yeah, he'll be eating the peppermint bark. Favorite movie ever. Just Solliver's face. That's hysterical. But uh, isn't that a great price for... For a handmade candy at Disneyland, because most of the handmade candy packages are at least nine dollar nine ninety nine or to twelve. So that's like ten dollars a pound. Yeah, yeah. I noticed that they now have, I, and maybe they had them before, but I just noticed on the last visit that the uh, English toffee squares. That yeah. I mean, the English toffee they sell them in a square now instead of the um, having the package of them. Oh, they've always had them in both. I've, I've never noticed that before because, oh, my God, that's my favorite candy. Yeah, well, I always make, buy them every time I go there. Yeah. You I, have to make sure you buy them in the right package, too. You have to buy the ones that say fresh because there are some that are made off-site. No, I only get the fresh different ones. Pa- or that are in different packaging. So for our fans of candy, keep that in mind. Yeah. But all the all the Christmas candy stuff is out. and all, I, I had a lot of fun going through all the Christmas stuff. Right now. And if you don't care about eating the candy canes, they have fake ones at, at Pooh's Corner you can buy usually. Yeah. <laughs> ones that are made off-site, but they yeah. look exactly the same. Yep. But it's not just the same. don't tell anybody. So there you go. But Nancy, and I want to ask you, um, so you can watch them making the candy canes? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Through the windows. They usually put the line up in into the shop somewhere. So you, the people who are in line don't actually get to do the watching, I watch which it. is kind of sad. 
But I love the way the trolley treats one is set up because if you really have a chance, if you really want to watch, that's the best place to watch from because you can watch from inside trolley treats on two sides. And then, of course, they've got that huge window on the outside. Right. All right. Thank you, Nancy. Uh, Tony. Okay. Oh, okay. SeaWorld. We talked about knots. Time to talk about SeaWorld. SeaWorld has some holiday events, including some great deal again, which is what they always um, do. So first of all, before I give you the great deal, something I'm really excited about because I went when I was a kid growing up in San Diego, Snow World is back at SeaWorld. Nice. And it will have started by the time of this podcast, supposedly. So, and it's no extra charge. It's more than 6,500 square feet of fresh snow each day. Snow World Code of Conduct reads as follows. Please follow the directions. Use caution when entering. Refrain from throwing snowballs. We ask that you stay off the blue snow walls. A little misspeak. It would be very funny. So the, um, avoid the blue snow and the yellow snow? Yeah. Uh, no horse player shoving. Please keep food and beverages on the deck. Sledding is reserved between... Oh, for children between 37 to 61 inches in height. You must sit with feet in front down the hill. No heads for sledding. Single riders only. Make sure that it's there is clear before sliding. Wow. Okay. And then there's the lawyer speak underneath. And that you've released SeaWorld when you sign the waiver. Anyways, but also there will be Santa's cottage. You can meet Santa in his cottage. And you can also enjoy co- Christmas cookie decorating and visits from Santa's special elves. Santa's Cottage is located in Christmas Village, which is where all this is taking place. SeaWorld's Christmas Tree of Lights. Enjoy nightly lighting of Southern California's largest Christmas tree. SeaWorld's breathtaking 320-foot Christmas Tree of Lights has been a San Diego tradition since 1969. Reindeer Training Academy. One of the highlights of this year's celebration is having two of Santa's reindeers in training vacationing in the park for the holidays. Located adjacent to the Animal Connections and the Reindeer Games. Santa's Cottage is in the Christmas Village. Along with culinary delights and Christmas merchandise, Santa's elves can be found outside the cottage, as well as caroling groups and other Christmas performances on the nearby village stage. And located in the Christmas Village, the happiest Christmas tree dances the night away to everyone's favorite Christmas tunes. Shows run every 10 minutes starting at 5 p.m. And if breakfast with Shamu wasn't enough, how about breakfast with the dynamic duo of Shamu and Santa together what? at last? Santa Shamu. No, they're together. It's two. It's you get two for the price of one. Is Santa Same. riding Shamu? Yeah, that that's would my just whole be thing. I was like, "Where's how does that work?" Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> but they're together for this limited time engagement. And it's the same price, $26 for an adult, $16 for a child. Infants are free. And it's, I think, mostly on the weekends during this time that has already started now and ends in, as we wait, and I click back on the browser. Sorry, I just ruined the magic. Everybody knows I'm clicking. Um, I think it ends the first week in January, if I'm not mistaken, because I can't find it again. But... Here is the best deal I've ever heard. You can now, you have two great limited time offers for SeaWorld. So we know the buy a day, get the rest of the year free thing. Now you can buy one year and get a second year free. Whoa. Yeah, that's crazy. $5.66 a month for 23 months or a one-time payment of $155 for an annual pass for SeaWorld. I used to have one of their fun cards, but it didn't include parking, I don't think. This includes unlimited admission, free parking, and in-park savings for two years. It also includes up to three free companion tickets. So that's two years, $5.66 a month, or $155. Or you can pay for a day, get Christmas celebration, and all of 2015 free. I don't know why you wouldn't do buy a year. Let me check that out. But yeah, that's a crazy deal. Like outrageously crazy two years for basically the for 155 dollars even if you didn't like sea world yeah by one year get the second year free or oh let me see the price the difference for that one um if you get all of 2015 free that's 86 dollars so you get the fun card but it actually includes 
free parking from January to March. So, there's your SeaWorld update. Very cool. Thank you, Tony. That will do it for Rapid Fire. Time for our Thread of the Week, Mary Jo. This thread caught my eye. It's by Green Flash, or GRN Flash, uh, who's been on the disc since February of 2013. And she writes, Our Holiday Trip Tips. Hi, just spent two terrific days at Disneyland Resort. I know there's an awesome Christmas thread here on the boards, but here's our personal impressions, almost all wonderful ones, of our Disneyland Resort holiday experiences. And she goes through and she lists her top trips, uh, excuse me, her top holiday trip tips. But I wanted to go around California and ask you guys, name one holiday trip tip that you think people should do when they go to the Disneyland Resort. Okay, so I'm going to start with Tom this time. I never start with you. I know. I feel left out. <laughs> this one's um, with you. I only get one? Um, you could do one for each park. And if you have a couple... No, that's not have. helpful. Okay, um, I would say <laughs> don't, many, miss right? the, don't miss the jamboree area. Okay. During the holidays. Good. Michael, a different one. A different one. Um, gosh, well, you know, there, there, there's all kinds of special, you know, ho- holiday attractions. I would say don't, vi- don't, my, one of my favorites now is the Viva Navidad at California Adventure. I was so impressed with that. Um, the, the, go for the street dancing, um, see the, the three, um, caballeros. Um, they do such a good job with this. Uh, this festival um definitely go see it enjoy some of the foods at you know over there that they have you know at the paradise pier area um don't miss it i think people might overlook it for the more traditional christmas things but um this is worth your time check it out when they changed from having that um the the uh the navidad from the rancho zocalo area to california adventure i i kind of wondered if it would be appropriate for that part of the park or not but it really is nice it's it's a a nice uh little corner of of christmas that they have over there at california adventure so i agree with you yeah and you can see mickey and minnie you know dancing over there and like i said you 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 never see the three caballeros normally and even have a meet and greet over there set up for them and i like some of the foods that they have over you know, near the Garden Grill and Boardwalk Pizza and all that. So, mm-hmm. you know, definitely, you know, check it out. It's worth the long walk over there. Right. And they have live music while you're eating. Mm-hmm. When Tom and I were there um, last weekend, Tom, mm-hmm. um, the, when the, the live music came on, we, it was, besides having excellent talent and singing well, the songs were just a lot of fun to listen to. So that's a good one. Tony, how about you? I would say, well, my tip is just go eat. (laughs) Find all the treats that Nancy's already tried. (laughs) I haven't tried all of them yet. But no, seriously, well, that's, I mean, kind of what I do, being the local that I am. But um, I would say that. And then also go see, and I know, now I got to be careful because I was kind of afraid. I had another one, but I was afraid to say it because I haven't been back since Andrew's older and doesn't have a pass anymore because it's too cool for him. Um. Or he's too cool for it. That's that's. Oh no! Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, sorry, I was gonna make a joke about bringing me more grapes or something. But um, the uh, <laughs> the uh, back over it. where by Big Thunder Barbecue, you know where they have the animals and stuff. If I'm not mistaken, don't they still do like Christmassy crafts and stuff? You mean the one that Tom said about the jamboree section? That's what it's called, jamboree section. Yeah. Yes. yes. I didn't so you know have to name. give a different one. Well, okay, well then I can't. Sorry, I'm living through <laughs> well, my he son. Well, the treaty part because yeah, I'm not going to okay. talk then about the My problem the treaty is part. I haven't been back with a little child for a long time. Well, so you I'm have still to living in 2000. How old is he? 13 minus seven. You got to okay. come play with us. <laughs> okay, Tony. what are you? What are you going to do on? What are you doing on Saturday? I'm not, I'm, I'm going to let back. everybody on the podcast know exactly what I'm doing on Saturday. <laughs> no, I'm like saying if you're not busy. Kind of and what's cool, your address and phone number? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and my and social, social security, security number. number. Yeah. 
if you're not busy on Saturday, we're going to probably go back and do... I want to go on um, Jingle Cruise. And do um, Jingle Cruise and yeah, the Jamborees. You're welcome to come with us and borrow my children. There you go. Okay. So that Nancy and Ian can get away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I have no problem with that. Just, okay, so Nancy, drill, what's your right? one tip? Okay. Well, you know how on you know for the holidays and Christmas, everybody everybody makes a part of their daily routine. They get in the car the minute it gets dark, and they drive around their neighborhood and looks at all and look at all the lights. Yes, mm-hmm. everyone does it. I recommend once the sun starts going down at Disneyland and California Adventure, forget the rides for a little bit. Walk around the park and look at all the Christmas lights. I mean, even back in Toontown, they have Christmas lights on Goofy's house. And they have, you know, a little bit of Christmas lights on Mickey and Minnie's houses. But, you know, not as much as I expected, frankly. They have more more on Goofy's houses all lit up, and so is Roger Rabbit. And then as you go around, you have to stop and see all the lights at Small World and wait till the the whole scenery goes by. And then just check out all the Christmas lights, because the biggest thing here at Disneyland and California Adventure is it's scattered throughout the parks. Right. I mean... Holiday decorations is everywhere. Cars Land. Cars Land is amazingly decorated at Christmas. And it's beautiful to walk through Cars Land once it's dusk and dark. Not, I mean, even besides the usual neon, you've got all the holiday lights. And, you know, I mean, think about how they are in your neighborhood. So think about how they're going to be in Disney in the park. Even Buena Vista Street, the lights are simple. They're designed to reflect that simple style of, you know, the the 30s, you know, 20s and 30s. But it's just still, you have to go and you have to stare at the trees, stare at the lights, watch the castle lighting ceremony, uh, you know, all that good stuff. Good. And they have tree lighting ceremonies also yes. in the parks. Yes. And so Michael. There you go. I already said mine. Thank you. Viva Navidad. Oh, that's right. I went to you for okay. And I think Nancy took mine because mine was basically well. The mine is going to be the the tree lighting ceremonies. To see the one on Buena Vista Street, they do the whole caroling over there, and um, then everybody. Um, encourages the tree i forgot what they said something like happy holidays or you say something and they, they light the tree up so oh, I would, and, go ahead nancy and don't forget to to you know look for replicas of some of those christmas tree ornaments like you know if you you can get the little trolley the little glass trolley still i think that's um, the only one they have right red car trolley yeah you know i haven't <laughs> see if they made another one but you know i'm amazed at how they've how they've increased the number of or- christmas ornament personalization stations all through the parks now i actually there's at least one. there's one a new one in frontierland yep I went to the one in Frontierland, and Nadia did did it. And since I don't think I took a picture to of her show yet, oh, to, of Nadia. Uh, well, I took a picture of the gal doing, it, and I I think her name was Nadia. Yeah, was that Nadia, Nadia who was doing it? Could be. I know Ashley does it in in uh, on Main Street, but um, I actually got one for. There's a couple getting married on the cruise that we're going on. Aww. So I got them a personal. And now they've re- and now they've heard about their present. Well, it could be. Hopefully, they <laughs> surprise. <laughs> but they don't Yay. know what, which one I got or what it says. So, so anyway. Um, oh, that's right. We have a show next week, don't we? Yep. I was gonna say, and we're gonna have auction items on the cruise too. So everybody, look out for those auction items. Yep. Um, so Green Flash has some tips, um, which are pretty cool. They a lot of the mirror ours. Number one was Viva Navidad at DCA and puts don't miss this. It's awesome and writes more about it. So, Bell ringer. Go ahead. No, no, I just said it was so cool. I, oh, I was yeah. Just muttering. It's, it's, uh, I love the, the, uh, those large puppets they have in the, per, in the 
celebration they have there too. I do too. The Mrs. Santa puppet is uh, the Mrs. Santa giant puppet is so cute. Yeah, there's a certain name starts with an M, but I don't Maya Maya Jaka or something like that. The bell ringers on Buena Vista Street, which I didn't mention, but oh my gosh, the bell ringing, the music that they play is just really beautiful. They were so good last year. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing them this year. We didn't do California Venture at all this weekend, so we'll have to go next weekend. I might go just to watch them. There's a Santa postcard lady at California Adventure, the the one on the messenger bike, and she oh, yeah, has yeah. postcards that the kids can fill out with the mailbox in the back that she that she'll deliver to Santa. So that one's pretty cool. Molly's Molly's doing Santa. Cool. Yes, Molly. It, it's Molly the messenger lady. Thank you. Her. You're welcome. Anytime. Um, like Nancy, there's the peppermint bark chocolate at Ghirardelli. Is she recommends that? Haunted Mansion well, actually, Holiday. This is different than Ghirardelli. The peppermint bark is actually a Disney product. This this is the peppermint bark chocolate at Ghirardelli's um, specifically that they're talking about. Haunted Mansion Holiday. Um, it's running the Fast Pass now for the holiday. Jingle Cruise. And unlike what we had said, she liked what, riding it at night. So I think that Jingle Cruise, you should really try it in the daytime so you can see all of the show, um, all of the Christmas uh, touches that they put on it. And then watch it at night when they have it lit up and it gives you a different experience. Small World Holiday, I think all of us love that one. She also mm-hmm. likes the Jingle Jangle Jamboree, the fireworks, and all of the characters. And I've already seen the characters with all of their costume, with their holiday costumes are just really beautiful. But there's other people who've uh, included their tips. If you'd like to read all of the details on it, go to our show notes and get a link to this thread. That is called our holiday trip tips. And if you have some you'd like to include that we missed, please include them in here. Excellent. Thank you, Mary Jo. Thank you, team. That is going to do it for this segment of the Design Plugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Disneyland shows this week. And, of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening. <laughs>